Yevomis Daf Yudalef Amud Beis. Limiting opportunities. Lo yishpoch adam me borov achirim tzichim lahem. So once again, let's start with the, the posuk that, that we're working with here. We, we're going to learn a very fine mido. This is, this is actually about, about char- character we're going to learn in this, in this piece of Gemara, and a very fine understanding of, of character. And we'll also see the Gemara teaches us how to make matmonim. We'll, we'll have a matmon that the Gemara makes, uh, that Rav Yosef himself creates a matmon out of a halocha, and you'll see that this is not a new invention for the 21st century, that this is something that Tanoim and Amoiroim have been doing forever. The posuk is, Lo yuchal ba'ala rishon asher shechal ashuv lekachta liot lo lisha achre asher hut ma'a. A person may not remarry a wife he has divorced who has subsequently lived with somebody else. Ki to'evo hilifne Hashem, because that would be a to'evo, that's something Hashem finds disgusting. V'lo tachti et ha'aretz asher Hashem alakecha noten lecha anachala, and you don't cause chet to become part of society and part of the world, because that would encourage a kind of a wife-swapping thing, to do it kosher, you divorce your wife, your friend divorces your wife, you swap wives, you marry them back again, after it says, forget it, after there's been uh, a remarriage or, or she's lived with somebody, she can, you can no longer have her back. That's a, a, a Doraisa posuk in, in, kita, in Kitete. Then Algamora goes into a, an, an interesting situation of the status of the tsara of a Machzir Grushato. So we started talking about a Machzir Grushato yesterday. Somebody who did remarry his divorced wife. Uh, who had subsequently become married to somebody else, he remarried her. She's be'isu love. He's not allowed to do that, but she, he did. Since she's a love and not an isu chorus, you remember the different levels of isurim in Arias. Uh, there's chi of misa, there's chi of chorus, and there's chi of love. Love is the lowest of the three levels. Since she's a, a, a love and not an isu chorus, the marriage works. So he remarried his ex-wife, who has been married in between, and he's got a second wife. And then he dies. So what is the status of the second wife? Because the Gemara learns out on our daf from Hutma'ah, the word Tumah is used with this woman who's been remarried, who's married and then remarries the first husband. The Gemara uses the word Hutma'ah, which is a word used by Arayot. So the Gemara wants to suggest that she's treated like Arayot, and if a man has two wives, just as um, you can't be Miyabim or Choletz, not only the Arayot, the wife who is an Arayot, but even the Tzara, so it is if one of the wives is a Magzir Grushatot, has the same status as Arayot, as Gemara wants to learn. Then the Gemara brings a Mishnah from Daf Mem Dalit further on, that in a case of a man had two wives, one was, um, and he died. Um, Yibim or Chalitza, for one of them, says the Mishnah there, patters the others. And we've learned that, that there's only one act of Yibim. We learned yesterday too. Uh, the, the wives are a team. One brother marries, does Yibim with one wife, and then we're done. Hayta achat kshera v'achat psula. If one of the wives was kshera and one psula, imaya cholets, cholets li psula. Chalitza has to be with the psula. But if he does Yibum, he's got to choose the Kshera, or he may choose the Kshera. Basically, if he does Yibum, he can do it with whoever he wants. If he does Chalitza, he's got to do Chalitza with the Psula. Our Gemara goes into what does this Psula mean? Who's she Pasul to? Can't be Pasul to the, yab, to the Yabam, to the brother who's doing Yibum, because then he wouldn't be allowed to. So what does the Psul mean? So Gemara comes along and says, clearly it's talking about Machzir Grushato. She was pasul to the first husband, but he married her nevertheless. And yet it says the brother can marry the 
other wife, which means that Sarah, the co-wife of a remarried Grusha, is muteret b'yibum. She can she can have yibum. Answers the Gemara. No, we're talking about a, a regular Grusha who is and and the two wives. One is a Grusha, one isn't. The Grusha can't marry a Kohen. She's psula Kohen. And the other one is 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 Kshirala Kohen. So when we talk about Posel and Koshe, we're not talking about these two brothers. We're talking about Kuhuna. Is is the one an unrestricted? Has she got an unrestricted license or a restricted license? A Grusha has a restricted license. She can't marry a Kohen. And if you say, well, if the Psul doesn't affect the, the Yabam, and it didn't affect the, the first husband. That's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about whether she's a Grusha or not. Why are we told that he's got to be Chaletz the Psula? He's got to be Chaletz. A man is married to two women. One, and he dies. One of these women was was a, 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 a Betula. She was a previously unmarried woman. And the other one was a Grusha. So now the, the Grusha can never marry a Kohen. So, and, and what is the din? If you want to do Yibum, do it with whoever you want. With Chalitza, you've got to do Chalitza. You've got to do Chalitza with one of the two wives. Choose the Gerusha. Do the Chalitza with the Gerusha. Why, says the Gemara? Mishum de Rav Yosef. Because of Rav Yosef's din. Doma Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, and we'll learn it again on Daf Mem Dalid. Kan Shana Rebi. When teaching this Mishnah, Rebi taught, Lo Yishpoch Adam Mei Lahem. Don't pour out your water when somebody else could do with it. If there's somebody else, you don't need the water. That's not a reason to throw it out. Check that there's anybody, whether anybody else needs it, says, says uh, Rebbe. And we're going to look at that halacha. The Rambam paskins it, that you've got to be choletz im miyabim miyabim le'ezeshiyirte. You can be miyabim wherever you want to. Vimaya choletz yachlos lipsula. But if you do chalitza, it's got to be with the psula, with the grusho. Kedei shelo yifsol et akshira likuna bechalitza. Because if you do chalitza with the non-Grusha, she now can't marry a Kohen. So you're limiting her opportunities. And whereas if you do chalitza with a Grusha, because a Kohen can't marry a chalitza either. So if you've done chalitza with the, un, with the woman who was previously unmarried, who at this point could marry anybody she wants, but if she becomes a chalitza, she's now restricted, she can only marry a non-Kohen, rather do chalitza with the with the, the Grusha, and you're not restricting her in any kind of way. Taught Rebbe, that's a Midah. Now the Rambam doesn't mention Rebbe's thing, we don't find that in the Poskim, but we do find the Din. The Shulchan Aruch passes it as well in Yechaz Yibum. So we see this going through from the Posuk, through interpreting the Mishnah in light of the Posuk, the Gemara in Yevomus, both on Daf Mem Dalet and on Adaf Yud Aleph, the Rambam to Shulchan Aruch. The Taz on the Shulchan Aruch, so the Taz is one of the important Meforshim, um, Poskim, on the page of the Shulchan Aruch, says the Bigmore Kan Shana Rebi Lo Yishpoch Adam Mei Berov Achirim Tzichim so the Taz brings it in. The, the, the poskim achronim, the later poskim, after the time of the Shulchan Aruch, bring Rebbe's actual words in. Don't pour water out when somebody else might need them. Perish. Even though it makes no difference to you, which one you cholet, it's just a procedure you go through. Don't cause damage to others. Rather use the one, make a careful choice. 
Do, don't do damage. Don't do harm if you can avoid it. Kosov Harabenu Yeruchum B'Shem Haramah. Rabbeinu Yeruchum wrote in the name of the Ramah. These are two very important Rishonim. Rabbeinu Yeruchum is 14th century, born in France, goes to Spain, lives in, in Spain, is a Talmud of the Talmide Harashbo. He, he's kind of, let's say, he learned with, with the Rosh for a period of time, so he follows that whole school, the Rosh, the Rashbo. And, uh, and the Ramah is earlier. The Ramah is 13th century. The Ramah is very, very interesting. He went out against the Rambam. So the Ramah is, is in Spain also, but in close contact with the Chachmei Lunil, the Chachmei Lunil in south of France. And I've explained to you the connection. There was a trade connection and a halachic connection between south of France and Spain. If you look on the map, you see that they're actually very close to each other. Um, and the... Um, so there was a lot of communication. What's interesting about the Chachmei Lunil, the kind of the end of the Tosfus school, and they discovered the Rambam and got into communication with the Rambam. They got very excited with the Rambam and there are actually letters between the, the, the Bale Tosfus. So this is Western Europe, this is the Bale Tosfus communicating with the Rambam, with the Rambam who's from Sfarad, and, and, uh, and, and that communication is very interesting. He takes a, gets a bit angry at the Rambam on philosophy issues of Olam Habo and Yemei HaMashiach and so on, but he doesn't like what the Rambam writes. And he gets the Chachmei Lunil to get involved in this whole thing and, 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 and you know, confront the Rambam. The, the Chachmei Lunil, so many of them agree with him, but won't confront when, won't support him against the Rambam. He goes and gets some other Baalei Tosfos all riled up against the Rambam. They all agree with him, but won't go against the Rambam. Later on, Rabbeinu Yonah wants to put a cherim on, on the Rambam and, and stop his books from publication, and the Ramah objects. Even though the Ramah was, was opposed to a lot of what the Rambam said, when it got to the point of starting to make cherims and things, the Ramah went, wouldn't, be part, wouldn't be part of that. So he's very interesting. And Rabbeinu Yuchim, in the name of the Ramah, that if a person doesn't want to do that, you put him in cherim and, until he does it the right way. This is something that's important. The Orach HaShulchan says, so now we're coming to uh, the 20th century stuff, and he brings, he brings the din, and he says, Amru Chazal at the bottom there, Lo yishpoch adam mei barov achirim tzichim lahem, klomar, she'en la'adam la'asot hezek la'achirim bedavar she'en emukhrach la'asot. A person may not damage others in something he doesn't have to do. If you can avoid damaging others, you avoid it. Ve'en zekim ro'alei, this is bad-heartedness. Ve'kofin oto lachlotz la'apsulai, me'ena rotsei. He says, no, I'm going to do chalitza with the, with, with the kashero. We say, no, we force him. Uh, to do it with a psula. So because we see we do that with midat sdom. So the Oruch HaShulchan is learning this is a type of midat sdom. Midat sdom is You've got a, a, a piece of property and you're not using it, it's empty. And, and refugees are coming from Ukraine and you won't let them go into your property. No, I don't worry. What are you losing? Well, there's nothing, you, it's, it's, it's empty. No, I don't, I don't want it. That's the Nene and Kofinoto. We force him. Says the Orachashulchum, this is a type of, of Midasodom. How does he get to that? He gets to that because otherwise, where would the Rabbeinu Yeruchim, B'Shem HaRamah, get it from that you can force him, that you're Menadin? If it's just Rebbe saying it's, it's not a nice thing to do. Where, why Menadin? If it's Menadin, the Orach HaShulchan says it must be because of Midat Sdom. And Midat Sdom, we've got, uh, the, the, that, that's in Bovakama, we've got the Gemara, we've got a Paskind in Shulchan Oroch, in Choshim Mishpat, uh, and, and that's what it must be. This must be a kind of Midat Sdom. The, um, uh, I would suggest that Rashi doesn't agree with that. 
and I'll and I'll show you why in a, in a moment. So it's, the one thing is it could be a kind of midat's dom You're damaging somebody else and you're getting nothing out of it. What difference does it make to you who you do chalitza with? Um, it's also not baltashchis. When people get got confused, the acronym right? I'm talking about modern current day people uh, get confused with these different things. Is this midat sedom? Is it a kind of baltashchit? It's not baltashchit either. Baltashchit is you can't destroy something that has value. There's a beautiful sefer achinuch in in mitzvah tafkuf kaftet where he talks about this and he says, It's to teach you the, to, to appreciate value and to cling to it. And that gets you to, to cling to good things and to goodness and to keep away from badness. And they're careful not to destroy even a grain of, of mustard, a little mustard seed you don't throw out because it offends you. The idea of destroying value. It uh, doesn't matter how little value. You, if, if you don't care about destroying value, that's a problem. They'll try to avoid destroying, damaging uh, anything that they can. We don't destroy value. It's not a good midah. But that's, so those are two things, and those are, that's, we learn that midah raisa. There's a posuk in the Torah that teaches us that. And, and the din of, of Zenenev is a din in the Gemara, it's Paskin in Mishpat. This is different. And what's different, we see in the words of the Gemara that it's different. Kan Shana Rebbe. Here, Rebbe taught us. What do I need Rebbe to teach me about Tashkis? What do I need Rebbe to teach me? We've got, we've, that's Mefurish. We know those things. It seems that Rebbe has a chidush here. And Rashi says, Bemishna zu, in this Mishnah, Diktani Lipsula, Limdenu Rebbe. Rebbe taught us a new principle. Lo yishpoch adam you can't spill the water if others might need it. So that means there's a chidush here that goes beyond Baal Tashkis. It's not just destroying value. It's not where there's somebody specific that you're withholding benefit from, even though it's not costing you anything. Here there's nobody specific. This is maybe there's somebody out there who wants to marry her and he's a kohen. Maybe she wants to marry somebody and he's a kohen. You don't know that that's the case. You've got no evidence that that's the case. So it doesn't fit into those categories. This is a new chidush. The chidush here is, don't limit other people's opportunity. If you don't have to, this is not damage and this is not zene Don't deprive people of opportunity. If another person has opportunity, let them have that opportunity and don't take it away from them, even if it's in a small area. So where this would, uh, so, so firstly, so you see here's the matman. Do you see what I mean? There's, there's a halacha. It's a straight halacha. Two, two women. One is a grusha, one was not a grusha. You've got to be, do chalitza. Yibum, you can do it with whoever you want to. You've got to live with the woman. It must be the one that you, that you want to live with. But, but chalitza, it makes a difference to you who you do. If that's the case, think carefully and do it with a woman where you're not limiting other people's opportunities as, as, as a result of that. So choose the Gerusha. From the way we pass on that nothing is mentioned in the poskim other than the Gemara, but Rebbe teaches us how to pull a matmon out of a halacha, how to take a dry halacha, which woman do you do chalitza on, and to learn from that a principle of life, lo yishpoch adam kan shana rebi. That was the shir that Rebbe gave when Rebbe was teaching this Mishnah. That's how he taught the Mishnah. Mishnah. There you get the whole idea of learning relevance out of halacha. 
taking halachot and using them to learn how to be a mensch, how to grow, how to live, not dry halacha, not technical halachas. You learn that from, from Rebbe in this particular case. And, and the thing that we're learning is that just to, to watch out, not to limit opportunities. This applies to people who park not between the lines. Right? That's what you're doing. What's a terrible issue? What am I doing? I'm parking. I'm in a hurry. I didn't park. Take care. What's a big issue? Not stealing anything from anybody, but you're taking an opportunity away from somebody. Somebody could have parked there and they can't because of your action. And that's what we've got to be conscious of and awareness of aware. everything we do, even, not, even if we don't know that it's in front of us, that you can see you're harming somebody. There just could be somebody who would have an opportunity, which now they can no longer have. This is not destroying value. And this is not depriving somebody of something, even though it doesn't cost you anything. This is diminishing opportunity in the world. For, for, for anonymous people, just diminishing opportunity. Our job should be to open opportunities, not to, not to restrict opportunities. Everything we do in our lives, in our interactions with people, in our businesses, are to create opportunity, to open opportunity, to facilitate opportunity. That's what we should be doing, not closing and restricting opportunity. <laughs>